Hello, beautiful people. Bobby the Awesome here. I have been involved in doing a 30-day fearless challenge. And each day of the 30 days, I've been given a prompt to do social media on uh, and share with the world. And most of it in the beginning was pertinent to the 321 show. But today, I think that it makes better sense to be over here in the Recovering Entrepreneur Show. So welcome. Today's topic was, this is the prompt, fearlessly share how I have grown as a leader. And this, oh my goodness, this is like life work, right? I have done many things from college to uh, courses outside of college, you know, on the job training, uh, things that I didn't even realize were impacting leadership, like Zumba instructing, not that I did it a whole lot, but that I went to the trainings to do it a whole lot. And and I've led a lot of teams. I've been, a, you know, a manager from a very young age. I think it was like 18 or 19 when, when I first started. Um, I was a director. I was in roles that I've had a lead, whether it was by title or uh, in order to get, you know, plans executed. And most recently, the last few years, I've been a leader in the, the entrepreneurial space, as far as working with my VA teams, uh, not being in corporate America, working with clients, working with the recovery community, right? I want to be a leader in the recovery community. And, there are so many aspects, so many aspects to being a good leader. And it wasn't too long ago. I think it was like 2018, 2019. I was working on my master's degree and I took a leadership class and I was like, easy A. Um, it wasn't easy at all. And it wasn't a freaking A, which totally upset me because I thought that I knew it all, which is part of what got me in trouble. Uh Knowing that we don't know or knowing what we don't know is a big part of being a successful leader and being a good leader. I used to be very uh, independent, independent in my thinking and like I knew everything and I was always right. And it, in my floral career, I really was an expert, but all of that expertise, whether it was product knowledge or how to sell or how to merchandise or all of that probably wasn't as effective because I wasn't as good of a leader as I was on knowledge, on the product knowledge. I always developed people. It was always important to me to, to teach my replacement. Somewhere along the way, I got the premise of it didn't matter really what your title was. Like for a long time, I did the VP's work without the VP check, right? Like I was doing the work, his work in, in essence to take over for him. And how I was able to do that was because I gave my work to someone else, right? And then she replaced me. That was kind of the, the object of the game. So I understood that. And I've never been one for... Uh, keeping secrets like financials or, um, well, financials is a good example. So every holiday, 
that's the biggest time for floral. I'd find out, you know, what we did last year and set goals for the year we were in by day, by hour, we'd take readings. I never kept that a secret. I, I involved the team and it was not only it was motivating, but it was, it was like getting to celebrate our success. So I've always been numbers way. So I had a lot of good qualities for most of my career, but the biggest thing that I discovered and this this actually very clearly happened um, last October, October of 2022. Yeah, we're in 2023 now is when it started. And I can remember because it was a very conscious thing. And I'm very thankful to my recovery journey and the podcast for being able to meet so many people. In addition to, I go to a lot of conferences, a lot of personal development. Right now I'm studying and doing classes at um, a facility here in Connecticut where I'm learning life classes. And then the next track that I'm on, I'm starting business classes. And through the lens of L. Ron Hubbard and the, and the Scientology models, which I'm finding myself in great alignment with, um, it it's simple. It's simple. Like the concepts are are pretty simple. Um, it's just not the way I've been executing. Even if I had the thoughts about some of these things, um, I'm still learning quite a bit to to make it better. And one of one of my weak weaknesses, opportunities. That was a word that leadership taught us um, at one of the companies. Is instead of just saying that we're effed up, we would just call it an opportunity. Um, but one of those areas of development for me, especially what I learned through the entrepreneur is the, the having the income before the spend, right? I thought in the beginning that you spend, you spend on the coach, you spend on the technology, you spend on the help, all of that. And then like the income would come. And I really, really made a shit show out of that, um, if I'm being honest. And it's okay. It was, it was learning. So um, if you're, if you're out there and you're listening, uh, let me tell you that I've spent enough money for both of us to learn this lesson. So don't spend until you have the income to pay for the things you're spending. Bootstrapping is a thing for real because it's needed and it makes sense. And that's generally, if you can figure that out, you're going to probably have a pretty successful business. So my biggest area of growth, like I was saying, take you back to October. So last year I was in a situation. It started with, I went into an area where the customer was upset and I failed. I knew my service was better. I knew all the tasks. I knew all of those things were better. Um, but the customer had a bad taste in my mouth preceding me. And then I sent an email that was in alignment with my integrity. Like, why are you making the job harder? Like, let's just get through this. And um, it wasn't in alignment with how my company wanted me to handle things. So it was like my first black eye. And it was more serious than I knew um, at the time. Like I knew my boss was pissed. I knew I was right though in my gut. Like, let's just break through this stuff. But there was never any follow-up, never communication, all those things. So it never really, it was kind of like... um it scabbed over, but it never turned into a scar. It was just always there. And I decided to take on more responsibility. And the 18 
clients then turned into 115 um, with about three weeks notice and overnight. Well, the company I was working for was pretty young and there was not training materials or strategy or a foundation to do this kind of growth and still from my lens, take care of the client the best way we could, as well as the team members. So it was basically um, frontline clients where corporate was making the decision and the expectation was to send in our people without any training to service these stores who had no understanding of the program. It was it was a disaster, like just saying it like, ugh. so in my almighty wisdom, <laughs> I created a bunch of training. I created videos to communicate because I'm a believer that communication is one of the biggest things. So I do all these things, believe it or not. And I should have took this as the lesson. I got my hand slapped for creating training materials. I was supposed to use the approved materials that didn't exist, by the way, in case you missed that part. Regardless, um, I, it was worth getting my hand slapped. If it meant that the customers had more information and my people had more information, I was great with that. Well, then I got information that they were going to do another 115 without and, and just get throw somebody into the role without any help um, to do what I did. So training some people in the background, take on these additional stores. I'm serving serving as the communication vehicle and, and the kind of set the tone in the planning. And it was during all this time when we were working like night, morning, noon, and night, like I'm not exaggerating. I was getting up to beat my team so that I can get my prep work to be prepared for them, to teach them so that they could help me execute um, and be the front line for interviews and for um, our employees and I would stay up after them wrapping up the day. And, and, and I was just, I was invest, I was all in, I was, I was completely all in. Um, and what I realized, because a lot of mistakes were made, my end, my team's end, and, um, and my supervision's end, I had decided that the, the component that was missing and the way that things were more effective, like working with these two, um, I'll call them subordinate, subordinates for the definition of this conversation, but working with them and learning to expect the best out of them and to give them credit and to have their ideas and the more conversations that we had and the more we were just trying to survive and the more we function, the three of us as a team, the better results we were having. And we filled in for each other. Like one of them was sick a couple times and, you know, we covered for him. The The other one had to travel. I had to travel. Like there was just different things and we covered for each other. And I really, really learned that grace and compassion were the tools that I was missing from my toolbox and that it was about people. So I knew I wanted to take care of the people, but I just didn't have a good way of communicating with the people so that they knew I was looking out for them. And, and that was a skill that I really honed in. I always, I've always had my people's back, but it, it doesn't mean that my communication style um, was good with them, right? Like I might have their back to, um, if someone, you know, accused them of something or, or whatever, I would always do my due diligence and, and stick up for my team. What I can't tell you for sure 
is that 100% of the time that that was based just on that or if it was on ego, like don't criticize my team, that's an extension of me. It very well could have been ego, probably was some of the time. And that's the stuff I really, I really have learned and been working on is, am I making a decision from a place of, I call it my attitude. Is that, is that where I'm thinking from? Or am I, am I doing it for the, the greater good for, for everybody? And I think for a long time, I thought I was always doing things for the greater good. I just don't know that I had the tools or the methods um, to do that, or we're applying them or, or maybe just didn't even have the emotional intelligence to do that. Right. Like, cause that's another piece of the puzzle. And that's, you know, that was the original reason for starting this show was tying in my recovery to the entrepreneurship stuff and, and how they go hand in hand and the similarities. And honestly, without having my recovery, I wouldn't even dip my toe in the entrepreneurial world. It's freaking hard people. If you're listening, you know, it's also very rewarding, but it still doesn't mean it doesn't come with its, with its lessons. A couple other things that, you know, we were asked to kind of chat about in this or to think about as, as we dealt with this prompt was um, experience growth and communication style decision-making. And one of the greatest I've had so many good mentors. I'm so lucky, but I've also had bad ones too, mind you. Um, And I've learned what not to do from watching them. But one of my favorites you hear me talk about all the time is Grant Cardone and the 10X community. And somebody once told me along the way, and I don't remember who, but this stuck with me and I'm going to probably mess up how it exactly worked in my head. But basically like leadership is basically telling someone to go to hell and they say, thank you. Like that kind of a thing, like without animosity. And I used to apply that when um, I'd have to end relationships, working relationships and terminate people. And my philosophy was I don't fire people, people fire people, which is true. If, if you as a leader are upfront about the expectations then offer the resources for a person to achieve the expectations, remove any obstacles for them to achieve the expectations, and they still don't meet the expectations, then it's not a you thing if you've done everything to, you know, grease the wheels of that. And I can remember many times that I had to let people go. And it's a very easy conversation at that point. It's, you know, you're here you committed to me or you knew that the thing and, and we parted ways and it was very, it was very good. And that's something that Grant's organization does very well, which is why I'm really diving into um, the L. Ron Hubbard strategies and philosophies and, and really trying to understand uh, the material because Grant and his team have this communication style. Like her name is Sherry, his CEO or CEO. Yeah, she's basically his right hand person. Um, there's there's her and Jared, and Jared's kind of more bubbly in the face, and uh, he can be very direct as well. But Sherry, as a woman, I think maybe that's why I I just watch her in action, and it's always the same message from her. 
you know, it's celebrate the successes in public and then address the issues in private. And she just has such a great vocabulary and presence about how she'll speak to someone uh, to get the point across without all the, the bullshit, the emotions, the feelings, you know, all of that. And um, it's been amazing to watch. And I, I love learning from her for that reason. It's really pretty spectacular. So I guess, I guess in wrapping up, because there's so many things that I've learned, whether it's from college, from practical experience, from people's feedback, from watching others, is I think the basic formula is start with the open mind, like lose your version of ego or attitude. Um, You may very well be right, but at least like do do a little homework and, and find out you know, let the data tell you. That's another thing too. Make choices on data, not feeling. Like one of the things we're getting ready to launch a book. I mean, it's out there right now, um, but we're having our book party coming up at the time I'm recording this. And things like font color, I could give two shits about, but they're part of the process. And I completely forgot my point as I was talking just there. Um, so we're so we're doing this. And to some people, it's really important to have the font a certain way or the colors a certain way. Now, to me, oh, that's a feeling thing. That's where I was going with that. But the data part, so the cover of our book has this pretty woman walking on the beach. And she might look 30 years old, maybe her late 20s. Well, we're all like over 45 and we're trying to help women 40 years and older. So to me, the data is like, she's not our ideal client. Why are we targeting a 30 year old? Like people want to work with people who look like them or relate to them or whatever. That's been proven in the data. Every coach I've had in the last four years in this space, uh, would tell you, you know, who's your ideal customer, whether it's Russell Brunson or Marie Forleo, whoever they are, they're going to tell you who's your ideal client. Well, in, in putting on the cover of our book, um, someone who isn't our ideal client, I don't really connect the dots on that. But it's not, um, it's important to other people to have it look pretty and, and do whatever. And, and I'll sacrifice that. Now, will it hurt book sales? I don't think so. Will it hurt beyond book sales? Probably, because it's not the messaging isn't going to be necessarily in the right hands. So that's that's just an example of the the feely stuff. And and don't get me wrong, I like my purple, I like my logos. Like I was really passionate about the logo that I have um, when I when I designed it, but. A, again, upon reflection, was worrying about my logo, the most important thing to do when starting a business? No, generating income and getting my name out there would have been the most important thing. So to me, that's probably the the baseline of leadership of what we need to do is have an open mind, reflect, be open to feedback, learn from our mistakes. I guess that was more than one. Anyway, beautiful people, um, nice to drop in for a solo show and just kind of visit give you a little update of what's going on. So um, thanks for tuning in and I'll talk to you soon.